One of the negatives about this business is that we judge books by the cover. Have you been looking for a place to network with other creative real estate investors and to learn from different creative real estate professionals? Well then, the Creative Real Estate Lunch Club is the place to be. They meet every single Tuesday in Boulder, every single Wednesday near Fort Collins, and every single Thursday in Denver. This goes from noon to two. We'll leave the links down into today's show notes. So if this is your true passion, I'll see you there. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. To the Creative Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Adam Adams, and I'm joined today with Adam Adams. Hey. All right, guys, this is, this is not a joke. Um, for the last several months, I've been getting confused by a lot, with a lot of people thinking that I was this guy, and, um, and finally, I had to reach out to him and say, we need to be friends. Let's, uh, let's find a way to do a podcast. So first off, is your name really Adam Adams? Adam Adams. I, I think our, our difference is uh, our middle name. That's right. But it, uh, so. so I'm Adam A and you're Adam L? Adam L, yeah. Okay, good deal. Well, pleasure to meet you. Uh, before we get started into uh, what you're doing with note investing, I have one quick tangent. Um, and that is when I was in Florida, I met uh, four different Adam G. Adamses. Uh, so the, 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 I think it was the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth generation, uh, really? all at, all in one place at one time. Uh, but other than that, you're the only other Adam Adams I've, I've ever met and welcome to the show. What is it that you do within real estate? Why is it creative? And tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, well, I was born Adam Adams and, uh, <laughs> uh my sister's actually Eve. So I was, uh, oh my gosh. yeah, I had it pretty rough. <laughs> but uh, I, I got over it. Um, so, uh, yeah, real estate-wise, uh, we, we got into real estate maybe, uh, I think, 2011. Uh, started getting into multifamily, actually. So we've done okay. quite a few syndications. Wow. Uh, still have uh, about 140 units. So that, that's nice. But uh, it, we kind of feel like the market is too hot. And, okay, uh, okay. And we met a guy through apartments that does notes and he got me turned on to it. I've been having fun with that ever since. We're up to uh, 68 notes now. 68 different notes. Yes. And, and you said before we started, these are uh, primary mortgage, first mortgage. Yes. Uh, I think I got maybe three seconds, but most of them are, uh, they're all residential notes, uh, first position. Uh, we have uh, a lot of land contracts as well. Okay. Uh, different states, different rules. So, like, I I, would, I live in Texas, but I wouldn't buy a land contract in Texas. So I'll so buy them all day in Ohio. In Ohio. Okay. Why Ohio? Uh, the rules are different. Um, okay. Okay. For those that don't know, a land contract, uh, it's the same as a mortgage, similar to a mortgage, except the bank still has the deed. Mm -hmm. On a mortgage, the borrower has the deed. Uh, land contract, I have. Um, Ohio. The rules are real clear. Uh, Indiana's real clear. Michigan's real clear. Missouri's fuzzy. Uh, Texas is illegal. So. Oh boy. Yeah, it, it, as long as you know the rules. Okay, okay. 
So you said that you've done some uh, apartment syndications and will you define what that is for the listeners? Uh, syndication, it's like, um, all right, we're going to go buy a $20 million apartment complex. I don't have 20 million bucks. Uh, you don't have 20 million bucks, but we got, uh, we need to come up with, uh, say 20%. So that'd be 4 million. Uh, I've got 500,000, you got 500,000, and we got a few other friends that have 500,000. So we form a company, pull our money together, and that comes up with the money that we need for the down payment for operating costs. And that company buys it. Excellent. complex. So what are you doing in notes? Are you, are you raising money? Uh, are you starting a fund? How do you buy your, what was it, 68 notes? Yeah, 68. Um, in the beginning, we just uh, used our own money, kind of mm -hmm. got a feel for the land and stuff. We have a lot of uh, people from apartments that invest with us. So we've been doing uh, joint venture deals, but it'd be like maybe one or two notes partnered up with someone else. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we bought 31 out of San Antonio last October. And I was thinking, man, I, I should be treating this like the 31 unit apartment company instead of 31 individual notes. Mm -hmm. And so we started looking at syndicating notes. Wow. So that's what we're doing now is uh, grant syndications to buy notes. So are you using a, an attorney every time you see a portfolio of notes? Yeah, I've got an uh, SEC attorney. And uh, when we get ready, we'll knock it out and do our filings. Who do you use for, uh, as your attorney to put those together for you? Uh, so I grew up with a guy that grew up to be an attorney. So, okay. Uh, and awesome. he, he has his own firm now. He's got several attorneys working for him. So cool. I just live with him. <laughs> that's, that's really awesome. So, um, these are first mortgages, except for a, a, a small handful. I think you said three or four second mortgages. Um, and just to say something, which I don't know if we've started, are these performing notes or non-performing notes? Non-performing. Okay. Uh, and what does that mean to the audience? What's a non-performing first mortgage? Uh, they defaulted. Uh, they're usually at least 120 days without a payment. Okay. Sometimes I'll get them and it's been years since the payment. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the two things, I'll, I want to ask, how do you find them? And later I want to ask, how do you make money on a non-performing note? So first, how do you find these? Okay. Call banks. Call the bank. funds. Okay. Um, what, what do you say? We have $3 million. We want to buy some of your non-performing notes or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and does the bank give you just the worst ones or, or how, do you, how do you pick which ones you're going to be buying? So, you know, the banks are regulated by the FDIC. Mm -hmm. and you know, they're allowed to carry so much bad debt. Uh, they have to maintain these ratios set by the feds. And what they do is when banks are starting when the notes start defaulting, they start writing off these bad loans. And when they get them written off on the books, then they will sell them. And uh, I'll get good stuff. I'll get bad stuff. Uh, some of the ones we bought in San Antonio, first mm -hmm. thing I did, they weren't, they were semi some of them performing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the bank didn't think they were good enough to get refinanced. They had balloons on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like we got to unload them and 
first thing I did is I called another bank in Michigan, said, hey, I got these notes, you want to buy them? And so we bought them at 55 cents on a dollar. Let me interrupt you. (laughs) Wait, let me interrupt you. You saw the opportunity, and was it prior to purchasing them that you told the other bank that you've got them? Yeah. Genius. I love that. So So, you you were never at risk? Not for, it was like, we sold two of them. That was it out of 31. Okay. I bought them at 51 cents on a dollar. Um, you cut out. So you said you bought them at 50 and you 55. sold them at 55 and sold them at 85? Yes. And what was the total amount of purchase price? So what was you, what, how much did you make with that 30% spread? Um, I think we made 40 grand. Nice. Those two. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, so now let's talk about exit strategies. So, so number one, you can call up a bank and say, do you want to buy these? And number two, you could maybe try to make them a performing or a re-performing note. And what yeah. else is there? What other opportunities are there when you have something like this? So the simple version is there's two exits. Either they start paying again or you get legal and go after the property. Uh, now, uh, we can subdivide those. You know, if, I'm, if they start paying again, we'll put them on a, a temporary payment plan, mm-hmm. forbearance plan. I usually do 12 months. You, know, you, you make 12 months of payments, you modify your loan. If I get 12 months of payments, I can sell that note as it's re-performing loan. Okay. So if you, if you buy a performing note, what's, if a performing note, what's the typical um, percentage? 95, 100, 110% of the value? Today, uh, I see it going for far. So. More than 110 not 110, but it might be 100% of the, okay, of the so, balance. So if you buy a performing note, you buy it at its value generally. If What about a – so I, we've already talked about your, when you're buying these first mortgages at um, – you're buying a, like around 55% of value. What is a re-performing note valued at? Uh, I've seen them go for any 80 cents or more, so 80, 85 cents, sometimes not. Great. And how much work does it take to get a mortgage to be re-performing for a year? For me, not much because I pay someone else to do it. Well, okay. Uh, so let's talk about your team. Yeah, we uh, uh, outsource a lot. Um, one thing I learned in apartments is I, I don't want to buy 130 units and manage. I want to buy 130 units and pay for a manager. Yeah. So we always manage the manager. So got my attorneys, that's one team. Um, I've got my loan servicing, another team. I've got my loss mitigation, that's another team. Basically, when I buy uh, the notes, I hand it over to loan servicing, and I hand it over to loss mitigation. Loss mitigation, they'll start calling the borrowers to try to work out a plan. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, get you on a payment plan, sometimes it's an eat and loo. Sometimes they just hang up on you and they pass it on to the lawyer. If you if you do a deed in lieu, what's the probability that you're going to end up making money on on that loan? If if you're offering a deed in lieu of foreclosure to somebody where they just basically sign it over to you, does does that mean are you going to make pretty good money if you have to foreclose? Or uh, I guess I guess well, it's I, not a foreclosure. I, yeah, I don't have to. Um, okay. So I was just on the phone before I got on with you. Mm-hmm. We got one in San Antonio. We're giving a guy 500 bucks. Uh, he owes us, I think, 36. 
and the property's worth 140. So. Wow. We get the difference is the profit. That's fantastic. We don't have to go to legal. We don't have to go to auction. So it's a, Sorry to interrupt you. I'm, I didn't mean to do that. Um, do you ever, um, is one of your exit strategies to be a landlord to the property, like just to yep. turn it into a rental? So if we get the property, my exits are, do I, you know, wholesale it? Mm -hmm. Do I fix it and flip it? Or do I fix it and rent it? Okay. And anytime I'm looking at these deals, I'm always looking at the rental value. Okay. Because sometimes I can't wholesale it. Sometimes it's not worth it. So my, I always got to look at that rental income. If I, if the rental income don't work for me before I buy it, I don't bother buying it. So that I'm makes sense. Looking at the rental. So I guess when you're doing your due diligence, back to the acquisition side, if when you're doing your due diligence, um, I, so I'm not really a note buyer. So obviously I have a lot of inquisitive uh, questions for you, but how do you do your due diligence on knowing if the if what the rents are if you're buying a package of 63 do you have to spend time looking at every single six every one of those yes wow but okay we'll, we'll get uh we'll get you know four or six weeks to go through it all and you know before i even put my bid in mm -hmm. i've kind of already got an idea what my rents are mm -hmm. uh, i've already done that much uh, it's only after our bids accepted that we start uh, taking a look at the Okay, how much time do you have between the time where your bid was accepted until the time you have to close on the notes? It depends on the quantity. Mm -hmm. So if I bought one, I probably got a week. Okay. And so I'll, I'll pay someone to go out, take photos, give me an appraisal outside. Mm -hmm. um, I pay someone to go full title, see what kind of liens are on it. Okay. Um, I'll, I usually I'm able to get the, the collateral or all the loan docs mm -hmm. and uh, I can usually get payment history and servicing history. So what I do when I get all that, I give it to my attorney and he makes sure he pays just what he needs to, to go legal if he has to. And then based off of all of that, I pay another loan. You cut it, you cut out a little bit. Um, I don't know if you're close enough to your mic, but um, let me ask you, I have definitely one more question that I had for you. And that is, is when you're buying non-performing notes, should you purchase one or two notes? Or is that, is that risky? Is it better when you can, when you can buy a whole bunch of them? Does that make sense? Is the question uh, yes. clear? Bulk is better. Uh, okay. I do have some that I've, they're just, I got my pain in Painesville. Uh, I'm trying to give it away and I can't. Um, but uh, yeah, you always want more so you can mitigate any losses. And when you're doing a JV agreement, a joint venture, problem is, is that your the, your partner's not on multiple ones; they're okay. on one or two. Okay. So that that's another reason why we're moving to syndication. So now we've got you know five guys involved with thirty notes instead of one guy involved with one note. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any other um, advice th for the listeners on stuff that, because I'm, I just am not savvy on all the note investing that I didn't ask the right question. Do you have any info that you, that the listeners just need to know? Oh, uh, heck, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you don't know. Uh, I mean, the, the, one of the negatives about this business mm -hmm. is that we judge books by the cover. We don't get to look at the inside of the property. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we're driving by. What do the windows look like? What does the roof look like? Yeah. And I'm basing my rehab off of mm-hmm. the drive-by. Yeah. Uh, so that's hard. Um, and sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. You have to be ready for that. Uh, this is a slow business. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I, I think my first note I bought by myself, we are just now getting it rented. And I spent almost two years. So. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you another follow-up question on that. If you're, let's just say you bought a portfolio of a hundred, what percentage of these, how many, how many do you think would be defaulted? How many do you think you'd rent out? What, what would it look like um, in real life? If you, if you bought a hundred notes all at one time that were non-performing? I'm usually foreclosing on about a third of them. Okay. Now, so like 30 plus notes you'd have to go through yeah. the foreclosure on. Okay. Now, if they have equity, you're probably done with it um, because at foreclosure, you'll probably get paid off at sale. Uh, a, a big misconception that people have is uh, I've got $30,000 loan, property's worth $200,000. It goes to auction for 90 grand. Well, you don't get 90 grand. You get your 30 that you're owed. Yeah. You know, we're buying. Wait, who, who gets the, who gets the, the gap? Who does that go to the second home? lien? Okay. Uh, all the lien holders get paid off and then anything left over goes to the borrower. Okay, to the old borrower, but does the borrower have to apply for the overages or does it just automatically go to them? I think it goes to them, but I, okay. I really don't know. I'm just okay. looking for my payout. Okay, good deal. Uh, well, um, do you have any like education course or uh, are you just well known because of your name? Uh, the latter. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great name, man. It's a great name. I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm known. I'm known as a couple of things. I'm known as the the Reaper. Uh, I've actually got a lot of deceased borrowers in my portfolio. Oh wow! More than most people. Uh, those are always foreclosures. I can never get a deed in lieu on those. Yeah. But uh, what else? Uh, I'm also known as the Systems Guy. Uh, okay. I, I used to be IT. I used to develop uh, databases and CRMs. Okay. So. Yeah, a lot of people, I, I have a CRM that I use PipeDrive. Uh, it's online, cloud-based one. And I've managed to set it up for notes. And I do have videos on that. They're free. A lot of people. How do you them. find them? Uh, oh, my videos. Uh, AJARealtyInvestments.com. AJARealtyInvestments.com. Yes. Okay. And, and that'll. And the J is, is for your wife. Yes, Jen. Okay, okay. And uh, there'll be a YouTube link and some blog stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I was working on one yesterday. So it could be video number nine coming up. Nice. But, yeah, it's all free. If, if, if one of the listeners has a question for you, can they reach out to you or? Adam at AJARealtyInvestments.com. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate your time. It was, it was good to get face-to-face with you. And yeah. uh, reach out to us if you need anything. Listeners, Adam at AJARealty.com. I'll leave that in the show notes, and I'll also leave his uh, YouTube channel in the show notes so you can, you can find him. Thank you so much for being on the show. Have a oh, great day. And oh, go ahead. I was thinking yeah. about this. Uh, I think I should be going by Double A, and you can go by Triple A. Okay, I, my new name I is Triple A. Triple A, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Everybody always asks me if I'm going to help them with their cars when I tell them my initials are Triple A. <laughs> And I, I give them a blank stare like I don't get it. Everybody so asks me if I'm an alcoholic. So. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you for being on the show, Adam. And we'll yeah. talk to you soon. All right, man. Bye. Bye. It's Adam Adams. What would you do if I asked you to leave us a five-star rating today? Would you pull over and make sure to take care of that with the just a few seconds that it takes? Or would you ignore it? Today, I want to let you know that it would be a win-win anyway if you did that because we get better, better guests just because we have better ratings. But today, I'm going to sweeten the deal. I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book on creative real estate that you're going to want to read, and I want to get you a free copy. The best way for me to do this is if you take a screenshot of that five-star rating, email it directly to me at adam at realbluespruce.com. I'm going to get you a copy of that book this year. Until next time, think outside the box. Mm -hmm.